0: well hey there welcome to technically the first episode of the control room Uh, this is a podcast of sorts where we can kind of share what's going on in illumination project you know in the control room of a recording studio a lot of cool things happen a lot of cool conversations a lot of cool ideas are shared that's where songs begin sometimes so we wanted to invite you into that and this is our way of doing that first up Uh, is a conversation I had a while back ago with my buddy Daniel Steele. Daniel is a producer, a sound designer, and you would probably most recognize him as being a key member and drummer of King's Kaleidoscope, a band that is hugely influential for me and is doing some pretty awesome boundary pushing things. Uh, Daniel and I talk about everything from the process of creating music to a death row meal. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments and what you want to hear from us on the control room. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Daniel Steele.
1: It's like, man, all I got is a sword and a potato. Like, man, I'm going to make the dopest fries in the world. That's you know, But somehow I got to learn to maneuver the sword in a way where I can learn how to cut a potato with a sword.
0: Let's let's just jump in then. So, for those that don't know you when they see this, um, who are you? What do you do? What's your medium of art?
1: Man, uh, my name is Daniel Steele, uh, but I go as D Steel D S T L, and uh, my medium of art is just sound, stuff that you hear. I never want to say that it's like music. I think even the phrases that we say and like the way we say things is all theater so that could be impactful so how we tweet how we how everything that we kind of like communicate is kind of art yeah so I, I feel like i'm just an artistic dude
0: that's like a common response that i'm hearing from a lot of people is people especially in the arts where it's like i don't really have a this is where i operate but it really impacts all of my life
1: yeah yeah music is just where it manifests the most mm-hmm. but if you speak to my wife she's like yeah that dude's clearly an artist like he like he's just like he thinks in a very layered way. Yeah. So yeah. But, yeah, I but um you would know me probably just from producing a lot of records for a lot of artists, uh like uh King's Kaleidoscope, which I'm a part of that band. I play drums and Kings, uh produced a lot of records for a lot of really cool artists like Andy Minio and Derek Minor and Jeez, like so many, like it's, it's just music, man. I love it. And then I'm also a full-time sound designer. Mm-hmm. So if you're using any products from Native Instruments or Ableton or Korg, or I've probably put some of the sounds inside of the devices that you're using.
0: That's awesome. So yeah. there's, a, there's a very high chance you're actually on our record.
1: like Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. And most like, Most likely, yes, because... I've worked with a lot of companies. Most recently, Akai. We did a lot of the stock library for the Akai Force. For yeah, a bunch of stuff. So That's yeah. Awesome.
0: So how did you get? How did you get involved in that? Like, where was the start? For all of that.
1: Honestly, man, I owe it all to my friend uh, Michael Simpson. Uh, he is. He is, like, the owner of this company called MSX Audio. And, man, I remember it was, like, twenty, late 2013, early 2014. I was living in Portland, and I entered an online beat competition that they were posting with one of their sample packs. And I was like, oh, let me just do this, you know, this thing. It pretty, seems pretty cool. And then I won that joint. <laughs> And then, you know, he contacted me, we started talking, you know, we realized that we're very similar. Yeah. Uh, very similar. in as far as our, our values and our principles and all the stuff that we held in high regard. And then from there, you know, I worked on a couple of projects with them. Next thing you know, he's like, Hey, do you want to just be part of this? And I'm like, sure. It's it, it, it it was very interesting because that's the thing that caused my sound to evolve because rather than me just making music, I learned what music was made out of. And I kind of saw, it's almost like the matrix when Neo finally goes full Neo. Yeah. And everything he sees is like the grid. Yeah. That's what happened with me doing sound design. And it kind of opened up the possibilities for me when it came to creating and communicating because I feel like the more words you know the more language you can speak the more detailed you can communicate with a broader yeah. amount of people yeah so that's I think that's my fo- that's what that's where I guess I focus my creativity on is like learning language
0: yeah yeah and sound music and sound is all language and yeah the better you can communicate with something and the better you can communicate something clearly, you know, like, especially when it comes to sound, you know, there's a certain environment and mood that you're shift you're making.
1: I think clarity is relative though. How how would you define it? Communication is very interesting because two people can hear the exact same word Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it triggers them completely differently. So that's why it's relative. It's like, it's based on the context of their understanding. Yeah. Not what you're saying. Mm. It's almost like I've seen kids be like, man, jazz music is too much. It's like, there's too much going on. And I'm like, you don't understand that. Like there's actual like beauty in what's happening there. They're just like, no, I just want a beat that has like two, a blip and a blop. And it's cool. So the context of their understanding and or liking of specific things is all about context. Yeah. It's all about where they're from, what they eat, what they listen to, who's parenting them, you know, all that sort of stuff is their, their exposure to fine dining. Yeah. Is what determines how they react to communication. Mm. If that makes any sense. I hope that makes sense.
0: Oh, I think it does, man. And I think, I mean, it Well, it has huge implications too. Uh, I, that's kind of why I love talking to other artists Where um, I think the, especially those those Kind of artists that operate in different mediums You know that like you're not just Like you, you don't just produce this kind of music Yeah Music all over the place And so you kind of have to know what it's like to adapt And you have to also exist in those contexts Before you start creating in those contexts
1: Part of that yeah. Is being privileged enough To be born before the internet mm. So I had to sit and rehearse, and play with people, and go outside and play, and learn, have social interaction with, like, people. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. Like, I remember the 90s. Oh, gosh. I remember scraping my knee outside, playing, and falling, and you know, getting owned on the basketball court by the kid that played better than me. And all these things that happen that kind of shape your character.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, That's the kind of stuff that for me is very important into how I create music when it comes to collaboration, when it comes to ego, when it comes to a lot of the things that really the internet unfortunately created monsters the moment the concept of a selfie was introduced because the concept of you take your own picture and you share it for everyone else to see means that that whole presentation of sharing an idea, there was no collaboration. It was just you the whole time. And it kind of puts this uh, God-like power in your hand that's kind of scary. Just the whole concept of selfie is just freaky to me. Yeah. Like that and like taking pictures of food, which is two things that
0: drive our culture right now.
1: Drive our culture. It's like, look at me and look at what I have.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have, I need to show you because you need to see what I'm doing.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's why I value artists like um, Prince. You know, he was just like, yeah, this not, is not going on streaming. I'm just going to put this out, mm. and you're going to have to go buy it if you really follow my art.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I value people that kind of only put out stuff in physical form. Mm. There's something to be said about the appreciation of the process.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: Like the guy that worked on the artwork for my album, I really want him, I want people to appreciate his work too. So guess what? I'm going to make a physical copy of this. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of stuff with me being old that I appreciate.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it? I mean, I actually talked with a buddy of mine on a different uh, same topic, but different um, video obviously, but we we were just talking about the implications of technology. We always somehow end up talking about the implications of technology on society and just even what it means to like, for like long suffering Like our, our expectations And a need for immediacy has changed Yeah Um. Yet there's still a longing in us To love the process Like I make pour over coffee You know and I, I would argue Like because I'm a coffee snob That like these things taste different And there's different processes In which you make them You know And just like same thing With like that giant euro rack behind you Like you're doing a lot To make a certain sound Yeah You know and
1: it's it, the process. Definitely.
0: It might not be noticeable to everyone, but it's noticeable to someone,
1: you know, well, the, it, the thing about process, here's the thing. There's always a benefit to going through a process. There's never a, a non-benefit. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's like, there's all you're, you're always going to gain something mm-hmm. from slow cooking something. Yeah. It's always going to come out good.
0: Oh, man. If I wouldn't have had lunch, you would make me hungry right now.
1: Oh, Thinking dude. About... I'm so hungry right now. Dude, it's not even funny. <laughs> My wife's in the kitchen working and cooking something at the same time. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> it's so good. It smells so good right now.
0: Oh, man. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of transitions pretty easily to the next question, which is. Um, man what is something the lord and this could be anything but something the lord's been teaching you and how has that impacted your art
1: um, man honestly goes back to this internet thing you know we're we're in quarantine we're home we have time you know and i was talking to a friend earlier this week about stuff that i observe so i'm the kind of guy that whenever i travel to a new city i look at the city and i'm like oh what's going on here what's popular here what's and and i notice the first things i notice is what's the highway look like right like, what's what's the what's the and then i'm like man there's a lot of homeless people living on this highway all right i'm like there's something wrong with the city that's the first thing i think so What God has been teaching me is to not live on the internet. Even in this time of having all the time in the world to be on the internet. Don't live there. Because when people live, when you live in a place that's meant for transportation, that means there's something wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, I'm just supposed to use the internet to travel, not to live, not to make it my home. Yeah. So... God's just been speaking to me about just, uh, discipline and, you know, not having to share everything. And, you know, sometimes I'll drop something in your spirit. That's just for you. Mm -hmm. You don't got to share it with everybody. You don't, you're just, you know, you don't have to share it with everybody. Sometimes some stuff is just for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like why do you feel the need that you have to share everything? Cause sometimes it's just for you and the moment you share it with somebody else, it loses the value. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So I've just been in this place where like, man, I'm not on IG live. I'm not doing all this stuff every day because you know what? Some things I just got to keep to myself Mm -hmm. and some things, some, some prayers that God has been answering for me. You know what? They're for me. Not everybody has to know about it. Yeah. Not, a, not everybody has to know what chords I'm playing today. Or not a, everybody has to know, you know. It's, it's not about that. A lot, that's what a personal relationship with Christ is about. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, this is for me. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, we've become a society of people that market our relationships. And it even becomes it becomes the center of the product. It's no longer about music. It's about the drama behind the music. Yeah. So we've done this to ourselves. Yeah. And what God has been teaching me is like, well, you know, the work that I'm doing is good and perfect. Mm-hmm. So just let it be that, Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't try to enhance it. Don't try to assist me because you can't because <laughs> yeah. my word says only I am good, not, not you. hmm so anything you're trying to do is going to diminish my process. Yeah. So I have just been learning just to take a back seat, man. Yeah. And not try to assist God <laughs> cuz yeah. I can't. Just to be faithful
0: with where with what where you are and what you've been given.
1: Yeah. That's that's just that's the main thing, man, and then also just uh another thing he's been kind of teaching me is just like how to use what I have. Like, I've been, like, I have a lot of stuff, but I, what I've been doing while I'm home is I've been focusing on stuff that I've neglected. And I'm just like, hey, man, let me learn this one thing. Let me learn, even though I'm, I might know 50% of this thing, let me go in and learn 100% of it. Yeah. So that I'm not being wasteful. And then I can come out of this quarantine like a genius, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like when I go, I'm like, yeah, I want to come out of here better than I, yeah. than I left. I'm also sick and tired of watching dudes do push-ups online. It's so annoying.
0: I, I'm just thankful no one, you know, no one's ever challenged me to do those things. No? Oh,
1: dude, I turned those challenges down. Like they're, just like, they're just like a challenge you to do the 50 push-ups online. I'm like, sorry, dude, I'm 35. I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 like, sorry, dude. Not, not. As for me and my house, we'll be on the couch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for me in my house, we'll be on the couch. That's amazing. Oh dude, yeah It's yeah, funny that you mentioned that uh that like picking up things that you've neglected or like limiting yourself thing mm-hmm. that's exactly how I feel like when I first got like my o p one like I was making more intentional decisions and I was making better like I think better music. yeah little op1 because i was limited hit, limited with the op1 it can do a thousand things yeah
1: that's what i was saying i'm like that's not really that limited yeah
0: well in my like i for somebody who started like producing on ableton and with like a thousand, like you could go find a plug-in anywhere to do whatever you needed to yeah taking a step away from my computer away from distractions taking that little thing to the porch or whatever plugging headphones in and only having four tracks you know to do whatever i needed to do on
1: Except for the stupid noise that comes off the battery when you have it plugged in. Yes. I've never actually played mine
0: plugged in, I don't think.
1: Oh, snap. you living on the edge. <laughs> on the tip of the iceberg over there. I'm like, traveling with it. I just plug it in like myself. Till the, till the battery dies. <laughs> That's snap. funny.
0: Life, living it on the edge, I guess. Um, but yeah, like that was super helpful for me. And it kind of like having those boundaries... And I, I've, I've been curious to even, like, try to do this in, like, normal, like, creating is, like, having boundaries towards what you're making, saying, I can only use these things.
1: I do that all the time.
0: almost forces you to be creative and stretch your muscles, you know. So
1: that is the main thing that has propelled me as a producer. Okay. Diversity. So for me, for instance, right now, I'm only making music with the MPC 2000 XL.
0: Yeah. I saw you were looking for one.
1: Yeah, because I wanted to go back to how I made music when I was eighteen. Like I I was like, man, I had so many limitations on this stupid machine. Mm -hmm. Like I could like I only had like a certain amount of sample time and things just didn't work the way that I wanted to and I could easily just make this in Ableton, but I made decisions in a certain way Mm -hmm. when I was working on one of these things. I just, I just chose to do things in a certain way. So that's kind of why I, I limit myself a lot. I'm like, well, today I'm just going to make music on this and that's it. And see how creative I can get with that. Because it forces me, first of all, to adapt mm-hmm. to my conditions of wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it, it just educates me on the, whatever I'm using. Yeah, It's like, man, all I got is this sword and a potato like man i'm gonna make the dopest fries in the world that's you know but somehow i gotta learn to maneuver the sword in a way where i can learn how to cut a potato with a sword so now my my muscles start to change because now i have to adapt the two weights of this extremely light vegetable and this extremely heavy sword Mm -hmm. so now you're starting to develop muscles that you didn't have before because of the weight of these two awkward things yeah So yeah, man, I, I just, I also, I'm a nerd, so I just enjoy
0: the process. process.
1: Yeah. I enjoy the process and it's, it, it deals with another one of my addictions, which is like, I'm addicted to not being bored. Hmm. I get bored very fast. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. Like. I can't. I just have to get up and like. So, my wife gets upset with me because while we're watching a TV show, I'm playing a video game on my iPad because my hands can't stay still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just struggle with that because my brain is bored because I figured out the plot of the show in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I just can't. I can't hang. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm nuts. I get I'm telling you right now, you wouldn't want to be in my head.
0: I was in a I was in a writing session yesterday with somebody And like we were just like It was a co-write so like obviously like we're just kind of Talking things out and I'm like talking this idea out, And I'm like what if we do this and this and use this word here And she's like oh I was like yeah you don't want to be up here It's, it's a mess Like it's just there's a lot going on Up here we're just hopefully It comes out the way we need it to come out
1: No dude I When I say that I'm a mess It's not an exaggeration like you can say, okay, I guess it's because I come from like a rapper background.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you'll say one word mm-hmm. and I associate millions of scenarios with that one word. So now imagine a whole sentence. I'm just sitting here like flipping out, like we could say this and we could do this or, and I'm also very dark, not just my skin, but like, just i go i go overboard in my brain
2: yeah
1: i'm like i really need to edit myself my thoughts (laughs) because because i just took this i just went all off the deep end yeah with this one and i you know i'm ashamed of myself but sometimes i feel like i have to go deep in order to rein it back in to find like yeah the relatable i have to go to the unrelatable in order to like sure and for instance that's that's part of my like gripe with like worship music.
2: Yeah.
1: I feel like it's too relatable. Mm. In the sense of and I know that sounds like the craziest sentence. Like no, worship music is too like first of all if the next person used mountains and valleys and oceans in a song, I'm going to punch you in the face. Like yeah. like stop it. There's more words in the dictionary to describe wonder and yeah, like, like, there's more Man,
0: I think it can be It can get to a point where something's so relatable That it is, by definition, unrelatable Because it's just Blah, you know
1: Yeah, d- dude, so, like, my wife I love, oh my gosh, I love her so much But, dude, I can't stand When she listens to, like You know The typical, like, worship song With, yeah. like, the typical person Like singing it with the with that stupid hat that all worship like leaders wear you know what i'm talking about it's like that round one yeah Yeah. i'm glad i'm not wearing mine yeah because i don't have one i don't have one i'm like dude that. you know what i'm saying it's just like there's like a type you know what i'm saying there's like a type and i'm like oh even this has become typecasted do you feel like that is
0: I mean obviously I think I think it's detrimental to like the yes forward of of art and especially like Christians but I I got to figure out how I want to phrase this but like I, think right, I just I, phrase
1: it <laughs> <laughs> Remember I've already gone off the deep end <laughs> in my head Do you do
0: you think it's it's put a a, a damaging, I guess, taste in people's mouth for both Christians in art, but as well as like people in churches that are like, oh no, this is the only way this is
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Like, the only way it's Christian is if you slap on slap on the hat, the jeans, and an acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's the way you do it. You know.
1: Dude, it's uh you might have to edit this out, but it's almost like when was the last time we seen a black dude as the face of a reformed community? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't see stuff like that. Cause it's just like, that's not going to sell. And that's where I check out. Yeah. I'm like, you make decisions based on you can't market it. Not if it's the truth and it's going to be impactful. Yeah. That's where I check out. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, sorry, can't be part of this.
0: Yeah,
1: because you're making your decisions like a business.
0: Yeah,
1: that's that's just not what
0: Jesus did. (laughs) He
1: did. He actually did the extreme opposite of all. Like, (laughs) but he broke every every rule in the HR handbook. (laughs) He was like, oh, I can't eat with these dudes. I'm gonna eat with them all the time. Oh, yeah, woman at the well? That's the kind of people you tell me I shouldn't be hanging out with? Guess what? I'm going to spend time with her alone at a well. Uh-oh. You know, and speaking to her life. Yeah. And guess what? I'm confident enough in who I am that nothing's going to go down. Yeah. So I'm straight. Like. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times so many rules and boxes just put us in this extreme bondage of moving in the freedom that God has given us. Yeah. And I'm not with that, man. I'm just like, yo, y'all yeah, could keep that. Like, I and that's part of the reason why I decided that I didn't want to play at church anymore. <laughs> Cause dude, I was for 11 years. I was a full-time worship leader at a church. That was my job. Yeah. And Let me tell you one of the moments for me that totally made me feel gross. It was like there was a service happening and uh, they got upset with me because I wasn't around to play piano during after the sermon. Mm. I think I had to go like drop somebody off somewhere or something. It just wasn't around. And my response to the leader was like, oh, God doesn't need my piano playing to to get that person to make a decision to change. If anything, I'm manipulating them into making that decision. Yeah. So this isn't real. Yeah. And I feel gross. And I feel like you're using me to get your numbers up. Yeah. So...
0: that's such a, like it's not a tough call right like obviously like if you're in a spot where you're like no that's wrong like it's pretty easy to go i'm not doing that like i remember being at a we played camps and stuff every now and then but this was like early early on when i first started like leading in in different capacities i was at a camp and the guy was like hey uh we're doing like the altar call thing and so i need you to get up and i need you to play in this way like legit was like we're having these kids walk through a door and I need you to play like the music that's gonna get them to go. And I was like, "I'm not doing that. I'm sorry."
1: See, and I thought I thought I was nuts. See, I thought, and, and you know why I thought I was nuts? Because I felt like I was being rebellious. Yeah,
0: well, and and there's something that hangs in the in the tension, right? Like as somebody who does it vocationally, and that that was kind of like my next question is like, how do you? how do you balance that? Like there's a difference between like doing something for the sake of the business and the sake of the, the marketing or um, even the sake of the outcome. But if you, if you do things for, to make this, you're yeah. going to get anything but this, and there's never going to be any push beyond boundary or creativity or anything else. Cause you're pumping out the same thing. Yeah. So as somebody that works with other artists that are like, like honestly, like exposure and, and, Free tunes don't pay bills, right? So, like, how do you, how do you manage the two? Well, Since.
1: my rule with making music is it just has to be good music. Like, I don't have any, like, stipulations on, like, what it's – well, I do because my morals dictate what I produce, mm. right? Yeah. Or what I'm a part of. Uh, I'm never going to be a part of something that's like kill all parents on earth. You know, I'm not going to be part of something like that. Like uh, I just, cause I just absolutely disagree with it. Yeah. Um, but there are certain situations where the balance for me is like, well, perfect example. Uh, there's a rapper called Jay Electronica. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just did that joint album with Jay Z. It's, he's a devout is Islam. He's like, he's a devout Muslim.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the drums that I put on one of my sample packs is the mm-hmm. drums. That's like on the main single that they came out with. I don't have a problem with that
2: mm-hmm.
1: because for me, it's just like, this is my job Yeah, to provide content for people to make music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like if, if, all I did was have a welding shop where I created sheets of steel and shipped it to different companies. But one of those companies decides, we're going to manufacture guns. Yeah. With that. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Because my intent was to create steel. Yeah. To create like product. So for me the balance always comes to me is like, man, I'm just creating dope material how people decide to interpret that is on them. The responsibility on me comes to when people ask me what my motives were behind stuff to be responsible with that response. Yeah. Like, well, this is me as an individual. This is what I believe. This is where I'm at, but I can't speak for everyone else. Like, but it's funny because Chris, man, this is where it gets really tough. Unfortunately, man, how, how do I want to phrase this? Just phrase it. Christians are supposed to be a monolith. Mm-hmm. But we've done this job of segregation and gang culture mm. in our church where we can't, we can't have one voice. Because culturally, we just all have decided to segregate ourselves. So we can't speak as one because we've we've decided to segregate ourselves. So it's not really one of those things where, like, balance now is, like, I guess it's based on the context of whatever system you're in. Because, you know, the funny hat worship leaders, all they could do is just, like, that style of music, because the moment they try to venture outside of that, they're probably called a rebel. Or, dude, I, I always look at all these situations that, like, what's the name of this girl? The one that won all the Grammys. Uh, I'm not gonna take it anymore. What's her name? Lauren Daigle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it sucks to be a musician and everything you say or think gets judged. It's like, yo, I'm trying to work through song ideas and if I decide to tweet it, and all of a sudden you're calling me this or labeling me this or labeling me that. So that's the reason why I always say don't share everything. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're working through something or or God speaks something to you, it's not for everybody. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because if you do decide to share it and people judge you based on you sharing your process. Then you're going to be judged by the process, not by the actual outcome. Yeah, and that's the worst thing you can do. And the problem is, social media is all about people sharing the actual process, and that's all they're doing. They're sharing. We're, I'm in the studio with this guy, working on this song, trying this idea out, and I'm filming it. And people have judged you based on your process, not the actual finished product. Yeah, and that's why it's premature you shouldn't do that yeah you shouldn't yeah i I just think you shouldn't do it so balance for me is really easy i'm just not gonna put any rules on myself like i'm just gonna make stuff and then the finished product is what i i want you to judge me by
2: yeah
1: like don't judge me based on the sketch because you know the sketch might have boobs on it but i haven't put the shirt on it yet (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like yo, underneath every shirt is a set of boobs. <laughs> it's just like, it's like you're judging me by layer one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yo, you haven't let me draw the shirt yet. Yeah. So, and then you know, yeah. So that's that's kind of I don't I don't like sharing uh, things that are in process because then people judge you by that. the only ones that i will share process stuff with is with other processors Mm. so that i can call you and be like hey dude check out this idea that i'm working on yeah and i know you're not going to be like dude why are you doing this because this is wild and i'm like dude it's i'm not done with it yet yeah like my i uh i completely agree and
0: as as i think as someone who like internalizes a lot like it a lot of like what I do, I wanted to share like, Oh yeah. Like I want, I want people to hear this. So I can hear this idea, but I never did because I was like, ah, like they'll judge me too hard. And then I would, in, I would internalize it because they're judging the process, not the end thing, you know? And then I started beans and beats, this live stream I do just, every yeah, it's
1: really cool by the way.
0: <laughs> Thanks man. I appreciate it. And that, that was started. Not so that like one, I'm, I'm not like a beat maker. Like that's not yes, what I do. Are. Yes you are. i i just started like experimenting with it and so i was like but hey like i like coffee and like i want to hang out with people and so like that's what the main goal is and it's really about just sharing the concept of sitting down and doing something yeah with the tools you're given like just sit down and do it schedule the time make it the same every week and just do it and like sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's like oh man like these people probably think i'm ridiculous and like it's funny because the people that come on now like they get it like they get what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. would pop on they would be like oh where's where's the music it's like well like so i'm doing right now like now we're talking like i just talked to this dude and like that's what we're trying to do um and like the beats will come in a second when i, I press play
1: i'm sick and tired of people <laughs> i'm just like do you speak into existence. You're like, yo,
0: I don't want to talk to anyone.
1: Yo, you all just- I all I need is my wife and my dog, and <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. An unlimited like, I don't know what's the food that I could eat for the rest of my life that I could just I don't know, It's just unlimited something. I don't know.
0: That's a good What's your death Romeo? Oh, my death Romeo. We wanted, wanted to and fro. Let's let's wrap it up with with two things. One. Uh, we have probably like a lot of like other artists that are probably like hearing this and they're like, Oh man, what do I do then? So I like one, one word of advice and then like to those people, and then one fun, like death row meal. Like what's the, what's the, my, word, my
1: word of advice would always be honest. Hmm. What well, that can never hurt to be honest because when you're honest, like you, you don't have to cover that up. It's like, yeah, I'm hungry, I'm angry, I'm sad. This is what I feel. And the art that I make is based off of that. Yeah. Because what happens, unfortunately, is we try to cover up our feelings with the makeup of like Christian culture, mm. and music becomes very fake and not you. Um, Chad from King's Kaleidoscope has been uh, very instrumental in me and me communicating how I feel. Mm. Like being part of that band, not only is it just a community where I could speak to these guys about my feelings and, and share my life with them, but it's just been, man, they have guts. Mm. There's another, you know, four letter word that I want to use for guts, but it's just, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, man, if only more people decided to be honest. Yeah. And that's part of the huge reason why I feel like our band has such a following. Mm-hmm. It's like, because people hear that honesty and they're like, I feel the same way too. Yeah. You know? Um. And then my death row meal. There we
2: go.
1: Oh, dude, dude. Jeez. Oh, Death row meal. Oh. Fried chicken and ribs. Now, is
0: this like a from a specific place or just in general fried chicken and ribs?
1: Fried in in general. Anywhere. I'm I'm I'll eat anything barbecued. You could barbecue like a boot, I'll eat it. Like it's just it's just I love grill vibes and fried chicken just because i gotta die a black man (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just you know it is what it is it's gotta 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 die a black man so yeah man that's my death row meal chicken and ribs
0: awesome well thanks so much i'm gonna hit the stop record button here
1: oh anytime man